Let me introduce you. Let me introduce you. Hello and welcome to Let Me Introduce You, your film and friends podcast. We're three dear friends from form. Firm. <laughs> me. Firm. Firm, you know. From, from. You know, we've only done this 48 times. I oh should my be able God. to point out. I know. Oh my God, fun. can you believe it? Uh, three dear friends from college, film school, uh, trade their favorites? Or Question mark? Favorites? <laughs> Question mark? Um, and introduce one another to them, and we talk about it, and um, more often than not, go off on wild tangents. Um, I'm sure we'll get to that this week with our special film, but before we get to that, uh, my name is Graham, and I'm joined by two of the most amazing and beautiful Ooh. women uh, in the world, and they are... Ashley. Hi. And Katie. Hello. Oh, oh my God. I had to match your energy. So. Ashley was going for cute, and Katie was going for voluptuous. Which is funny. We, I, that's usually Ashley and I switch. I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Switching things around. Well, y'all, this is our season finale. Season finale. Season three, y'all. Can you believe this? No, when you said 48 three. episodes, I was like, oh my God. I think it's around 48 episodes. That's crazy. Um, and two years ago, this was just a kernel of an idea, and we've run, we've run with it, and it's been super fun. And yeah, while this is our season finale, we're going to go on a hiatus for a period mm-hmm. of time. But uh, we'll maybe hop in here or there. There's a lot of stuff going on in our lives. But um, we'll, we'll, we will eventually be back. But we wanted to end our season with something a little special. Special, okay. I mean, that is a stretch, talking about the subject of our <laughs> It's special to us. So, okay. If you look at the description, you're going to say, why on God's green earth are the three of them talking about the Tory Spelling made-for-TV film, Mother May I Sleep I'm, I'm sorry, this is not a film. This is a made-for-TV movie. This is firmly in the <laughs> movie me. category. Well, it was originally supposed to be in theaters. Oh, God. But it went to television. Shocking. Airing on NBC in September of 1996. Wow. Katie, can you maybe tell us why are we talking about Tori Spelling movie? Yes. So as uh, any longtime listeners are aware, we have a patron seat of our podcast. Kind of kind of like, a, you know, just wound up happening. So uh, season two, one, but both. We wound up both, watching yeah. season quite, both. Season both. We wound up watching a fair <laughs> amount of Tori Spelling movies. Uh, they just From her limited filmography. <laughs> It doesn't feel limited. We've watched so many. It does not feel limited. It's varied. She worked a lot in the 90s. She did. She did. Uh, yeah, if you look back through through all of our recordings so far, we have we have watched a fair number of Tori Spelling movies. This season, we had not watched any, and we felt a hole in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So to, to wrap it up in, in a way that felt special to us, we wanted to watch a Tori Spelling movie. And what better way to pick one of her classic made-for-TV films, <laughs> uh, the one that was a punchline for years, and mm-hmm. we had not seen this. This was our first time. That's another reason it's special. Yes. All three of us, this was our yeah. first viewing. Mm-hmm. Our first viewing, and I watched it on Crackle for free. Did you? Where did you watch it? I watched it on YouTube because Crackle had ads. 
Oh, that was on YouTube. I couldn't find it. Ashley? I watched it on Amazon Prime. It's free with your Prime subscription. Oh, I didn't oh. even look there. Yeah, what up? We have a fire stick, so anytime I use the little Alexa voice yeah, you command. Do. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they, of course, offer the Prime ones first. Mm. Even before, like, it didn't even offer that it was on Crackle. Um, yeah. Because they just want to make you pay. So we the brief brief overview, the other three films of hers that we did watch were, I mean, she was barely in our first episode, True Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. She also was delightful in the incredibly charming gay rom-com trick. Yes. Yeah. Arguably her best role. Arguably. And, and you liked that movie, Katie. I did like that movie. Oh, no, I was like, is that arguably her best role? But I'm like, you know what? I don't. I don't know. Well, sweetie, I mean. <laughs> and then she also showed up in the Wackadoo uh, independent film, The House of Yes, with Parker Posey. Yes. So if you have any interest in listening to those other episodes, go check them out. We definitely, I mean, we don't mention her really in the True Beverly Hills episode, maybe briefly. So we, we do go into her in, in the trick in House of Yes. It is a great episode, though. So just True Beverly Hills. True Beverly Hills, yes. Oh. Oh my god, we were so, so young and so unpolished. I just can't believe it was two years ago. That's and that's when we went through like the film scene by scene. Yeah, I remember. And, like, and, we're, and then before we were just like, oh, let's talk about everything. Yes, yeah. let's talk about the stuff we want. So, so one of the hallmarks of our show is uh, one of us gives some truly um, special. Film descriptions, <laughs> film summaries, because they are always paying attention and always very laser focused when watching the films. What? And what are we talking about right now? <laughs> What's happening? And uh, that one—that is Ashley. Oh, Ashley's it's me. Such it's a good job. Yeah. It is so you, Ashley. Uh, I'm so excited. We we had to end the season with you going off the cuff, and so I would love to. We would love to hear your summary of the, I mean, classic Mother May I Sleep with Danger. Yes, Mother May I Sleep with Danger, 1996. Not the remake. Yes, I would like to note that there was a 2016 remake. Of this movie? Of this movie with James Franco and Tori Spelling. Um, And it also involves vampires. And I was too tired to watch it last night. And initially you had to pay for it. But I am definitely going to go find it. <laughs> so. Okay. <laughs> Even after watching the real yes. one. Because <laughs> um, I go. just like trash. So. Yeah. <laughs> if you like trash movies, you're an Ashley. <laughs> there we go. I thought I'd That's your That's thing. That's my thing. Okay. So. 1996, Mother May I Sleep With Danger. Um, We open up on a classic white suburban scene of a Jeep Wrangler with the doors on the tops off. A four by four. Yeah, a little four by four with some white dudes in the front and some like three skinny pretty white girls in the back just like standing out being all, woo, life. Um, And Erin walks in and she, or she gets, hops out of the car and talks to the 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 like hot guy in the front seat who Bob and I were both like it's that guy Lachlan Monroe Thank yeah you. he's in Final Destination yes that's why I was yeah. like that's where I know him from I was attracted to him back in the day I, I had who wasn't what he's like a hamburger in human form hamburgers are delicious. delicious I mean I'm not he's he's built but he is sexy All right. 
Kitty, you know what? Okay, moving on. Anyway. Ashley, go. <laughs> I like this. I like y'all bringing in. I'm not here to judge Gramps. Also, Katie Life was tra- attracted to that guy in Hellraiser with the dirty fingernails. <laughs> True. Episode two. That's true. <laughs> anyway, Ashley, keep going. Yes. So, we have, we have, um, so Aaron goes inside, but she's talking on the phone with her friend. He's like, I don't know what's going on with Kevin or whatever. And we saw like a creepy POV, like from across the street when she was walking in and like while she's getting ready to take a shower. And the door rings and it's Billy, to which I was also like, oh my God, it's that guy, Ivan Sergei, who is in Jack and Jill. Mm. That's how I know him. So good. Yeah. So good with Amanda Pete. Yes. And Billy is extremely possessive. He was like, what were you doing with Kevin? I Here, we're in high school, but I'm giving you an engagement ring and a teddy bear. And Aaron is just kind of like brushing him off. And they go upstairs and they start to like make out or maybe like go towards having sex. And she's like, no. And somehow they get in a fight. Billy, extremely creepy, very violent, shatters some... Uh, vase or vase, however you like to say it, and gets mad at Aaron and then um, off screen beats her head in with a wooden cutting board because he just Mm -hmm. can't imagine her with anyone else. Inventive, and then, uh, inventive uh, uh, murder weapon. I was was like, oh, you never see a wooden cutting board. But anyway. I wrote it in my notes. I wrote chartreuterie board. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely one of those when you're like, wow, like, I like to refer to that as close-up murder. I'm like, oh, wow, that's intense. Um, so he rolls her up on a carpet and shoves some stuff in a backpack to make it look like she ran away. Broad daylight. Broad daylight. In a, in a not an abandoned neighborhood. No, like, yeah. it is clear. There are a lot of plot holes with this where it's like, honey, your fingerprints are going to be all over everywhere. But he took the teddy bear with the ring, so don't worry. Um, Thank God. So then all of a sudden it's... A little bit, a little while later, we're at a new scene. We see Tori Spelling. She's this like defiant college student who's calling out her professor for his bullshit. And I was kind of like, yeah, Tori, get it. And we see her, she's on the track team and she's running, which is really just an opportunity to show off Tori Spelling's like really beautiful fake tits and like fit body. And she's really horrible running. She, (laughs) her. Running. Wait, wait. Let's let Ashley finish this enough. But those were my thoughts too. I was it's like, like, she she sort of runs like Phoebe from Friends. It was like power walking. I was like, yeah. What's happening? Anyway, I was like, honey, I don't know how you got on the track team and how you're supposedly at the top. Anyways, her meddling mother called her track coach and said that she used to have an eating disorder, and the track coach has decided that she's not gonna make it for the meet. And she was like trying to push off this guy Jack, who's her friend, who's trying to ask her on a date. She's like, no, I can't. Um, you know, she's making up all these excuses and then suddenly was like, I'm seeing somebody, which also like Jack, get a clue. No means no. Yeah. Um, so she's like, I started dating this guy and lo and behold, who is it but Billy, except he's going by the name Kevin Shane now, who oh, his no. girlfriend he murdered wanted to be with. Billy's fucked up, y'all. So... Throughout this, we see the relationship between Tori. What was her name in the movie? I just want to recall her. Uh, Laurel. Laurel, right. Tori spelling as Laurel and her mother. There's like a little tension, a little push pull, a little like, just let me do whatever I want. And then it seems like at the very beginning of the film, Laurel is very independent, but Billy's obsessiveness just like really sucks her in. We find out that she didn't have the greatest. Um, Home life, 
like her parents fought a lot and then they ended up getting divorced. And Kevin, a.k.a. Billy, is getting increasingly more erratic. He finds out that the actual Kevin Shane whose family died, and that was, like, the cover story. Billy's like, oh, my parents died in this, like, Aspen ski accident. Helicopter skiing. Helicopter skiing. I was like... Which, what the... Okay. Yeah, like, wow. (laughs) Rich people. Um, And we find out that they're all originally from Colorado, but they're all going to school in Washington, and somehow Kevin Shane had been working in Alaska, I assume on a fishing boat to make a bunch of money because I had friends who did that. Um, And now he just happens to be going to the exact same college. But it makes me wonder, like, Billy, did you know that's where he was going to college and then you just wanted to pick it up? Weird fucked up shit. Plot holes are just like weirdness. Anyways, he finds Kevin Shane, murders that guy in the shower because he knew he was going to come fuck up his life. It's a very erotic scene. It was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, him, like, showering, and, and then you saw, like, almost you saw a little bit of the, you know, nethers. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't really what? focusing on that, because I was like, there's a murder that's going to happen soon. Yeah, this well, set- He also killed him with another, like, another giant, like, piece. Like, he picked up the, the top tank? of the toilet tank, yeah. 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 And just, like... Similar shoot, similar to a charcuterie. Yeah, one. he's really into the blunt, death by blunt objects. Blunt. Yeah. yeah, but, like, what I do appreciate about this in order to keep it um, real life, is that you don't actually see blood. You just see people getting hurt and dying. So somehow, completely bloodless deaths, which really helps with the lack of blood splatter or DNA evidence. Yes. So he convinces Laurel to move into this cabin, which is where he buried Kevin Shane and the real Kevin Shane and pushed his Jeep into the lake. I'm like, honey, you are really bad at crime. <laughs> yeah. Convinces her to move there. Um, and she like a little, she's like, you're pushing me. And, but she's still kind of into it. And then suddenly she becomes obsessed because Kevin, AKA Billy is trying to say like, your mom's trying to get in between us. But then she finds out that Kevin, AKA Billy never set up the phone. She was like, that's it. I'm done. And I know he fucked with my car. So she tries to, she like packs up her stuff and goes to leave. Um, and he like comes home when she's first trying to leave, um, and gets out of there, which like, there are just these weird things running through my head where I'm like, honey, if you have an abusive, like, if you have an abusive boyfriend, yeah. like, yes, you do it while they're gone, but also like bring somebody with you. Don't yeah. be doing this alone. Like, there's lots of organizations to help you. Um, and then somehow she decides to go back to pick up the rest of her shit all by herself again. Again, by herself. And she has lots of friends. And Billy tries to Billy, aka I'm sorry, Kevin, aka Billy, tries to be all like. No, I just, I want us to end on a good note and fucking drugs her. Meanwhile, while this is happening, her mom tried to come up and visit her at college and couldn't get a hold of her because no phone, right? She doesn't want to talk to her. And then her mom goes all the way out to Colorado because she figured out that's where the real Kevin Shane was from. And so you're seeing these shots interspersed. And I was like, oh, Bob, you know what's going to happen? Um, there's going to be a picture of Billy that comes through the fax machine. Cause oh, yeah. Because fax machines, right? But first, it's a picture of the real Kevin Shane. And she's like, that's not Kevin Shane. And then later on, a picture comes through and it's Billy. And then <gasps> at some point in Colorado, they are digging up a parking 
lot that they created. Um, I don't know, capitalism something. And they find Aaron Meadows' <laughs> body, and there's just this back Jesus. and forth. So now Laurel has been drugged. Kevin, a.k.a. Billy, has taken her to Laurel's mom's cabin. Another cabin, because why not? Because why not? Oh, it was a different cabin? Yes. Totally separate two, two cabin. cabins in this, in this movie for no reason. Does not make any sense. Takes her there. They have car troubles because he had fucked with the car. And earlier on, her mom had said something about, like, you can be on your own, but I'll never take you off the auto club. And it's like, why would you mention that if it wasn't going to come up later? So then they have... <laughs> that's, a, that, that's, that's a mark of a good story. Right? So... <laughs> Billy, I mean Kevin, aka Billy, had to call Auto Club because they broke down just a hundred feet away from a payphone, right? And he's almost gonna get caught because the guy needs the cardholder's signature, but he pretends like she's really drunk and signs it off. And then the mom is at the local police station where they go to college and is getting all upset and foolishly backs it over the like severe tire damage. So then she has to call the auto club. Then they have to check her ID because the auto club was just used. And then she slips the guy a Benjamin to fix all four of her tires. Who the fuck carries four tires around? So she can race up to the cabin at some point, Tori comes awake and then she starts doing the whole fawning thing. She realizes Kevin, who she still doesn't know is Billy, Kevin, a.k.a. Billy, is fucked up. And now she's like, no, I do love you. And my mom is trying to come between us, right? Because girls just trying to stay alive. And so when Kevin, a.k.a. Billy, like, goes to get something in the car, she shuts all of the doors and locks them and then, like, shuts all these cool shutters, except there's a triangle. I'm sorry, not a triangle. A diamond shape in the middle of them. And you see this beautiful light coming through, like, shafts of light. (laughs) At which point Bob goes, oh, that's really impressive. I mean, this movie isn't impressive, but that's the most impressive thing about this movie. (laughs) And so she's freaking out, and then Billy has a fucking hatchet, and he's just, like, chopping down the walls, and he's chasing her, and then who shows up but Laurel's mom. Mom. Without the cops. Without the cops. Sure, like, yeah. Come on. Billy hides, gives her the old one-two punch, knocks her out, she rolls down the hill. Tori Spelling, I'm sorry, Laurel, is still running down to the dock. She gets in a canoe, and she's going away. She's like... Because because the best way to escape is in a single paddle canoe. But the shots of her canoeing, the water is completely, like, not... There's not a ripple. There's not a single ripple, and she is... I literally wrote down, she is the worst paddler. So she's doing this and like looking back like, oh, my God, where is he? Kevin pops up out of the water, Jason style. I hope you I hope you've all Uh, seen Friday the 13th because I just ruined this for you. And it's like, oh, my God, it becomes this fight. And then somehow she like hits him and gets back on the water. And then her mom is woken up. It's like, mom, mommy. And they're all upset. But then Kevin's back and she's like, it's not Kevin. It's Billy. It's like, what? And then. Laurel goes, no, it's her fault, and puts her mom in front of her. And is like, and the mom's her. like, what are you doing? I know, doing? she's like, what is my daughter doing? Like, I thought she got it. And she's like, it's her. She wants to keep us apart. And Billy kind of pauses. And then Laurel shoves her mom out of the way, takes a fucking paddle, and knocks Billy across the face, rolls into the water. Both of them run up the dock a little bit, and then turn and look for entirely too long. And I'm like, no. Keep fucking running. Keep running. 
Like, who gives a fuck if he's alive or not? But what do we see but the last scene? But another college campus. And a girl who's like, oh, Preston. And it's fucking Billy with an earring and a black leather jacket and some shitty shaggy hair. Uh, <laughs> Ashley? Ashley, that was... That was, a that was your best <laughs> yeah. one ever. You know what? It's it was, because it's such trash, and it is it's because it's trash that I could do it. Because I was like, you know what? I watched a lot of these. We'll we'll talk about some of the details I left out. God, Graham, if this is a made-for-TV movie, what are the metrics? If we can't, I couldn't find it. We couldn't even see like Nielsen ratings or anything. That's I couldn't. Weird. I couldn't find any. But yeah, I mean, the fact that it was like originally intended to put, to be in theaters and it had such crappy quality. I'm like, of course it oh, wasn't. Of course, no distributor was going to. Not even with Tora, or not even with Aaron Spelling as your daddy. No, I didn't even know where to start with this. But uh, Katie, you go first. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let me just preface by saying. I enjoyed watching this movie. Um, <laughs> oh, same. Yeah. I had such a ball watching how trashy and terrible it was. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I'm watching this. I'm like, this is complete garbage. But it's more entertaining than Grease 2 for me. <gasps> you bitch. <laughs> also, but okay. I kind of get it because, like, it is ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, also, there's murder and Katie loves there is murder. There's, murder. there's murder. There's a very bad stalker. I did say there were, there were some clever things. Like, Tori Spelling's progression as as a character, like, through a, an abusive relationship. Like, she starts off very confident. She, she's dressing very the, in a way that flatters her. She looks really pretty. She, you know, she she's on top of her stuff. And then as she develops this relationship with Billy, she, I mean, she dyes her hair. He asked her to dye her hair so she looks like the girlfriend he killed. But aside from that, she starts to look very like matronly and more covered up and less makeup. And Mm. she's less sure of herself. And because she's being so controlled. Yeah. And she, Mm -hmm. she, she turns very inward and she doesn't like smile and have fun with her friends and stuff. And I was like, well, okay, there's, there's something there. I thought it was fun. This was absolute trash, but Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I liked it. I thought it was, it was, yeah, it was very simple. There's there's one note to the whole movie, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was fun. It was entertaining. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I I thought this was fucking stupid. Yeah. This whole thing was dumb as shit. Yeah, and the I mean, starting off with just the way that she was running. Yes. After class <laughs> through campus, <laughs> like, I cannot get over. I was like, you need. Ma'am, like your running gate is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I how, could, I, how are you? I couldn't tell if she was power walking at first, or if she was, it was <laughs> if she was running, or uh, yeah. No, Graham, I had the same thought. I was like, there, what's happening? And there are a couple scenes here that I I want to highlight a few that jump out okay. that I'm just like, what? Number one, when they are date, like he is watching her, kind of stalking her through campus, watching her from afar. And there is a scene of her and her friends sitting on benches and throwing trash at each other outside, like taking trash out of a trash bag and throwing it to each other and giggling as if it's like a food fight. Do you remember this yes, scene? Yes, I do, because it was right around I the scene. Like, he was also watching her and she was like running, like just simply like going from point A to point B into the building. And she was yeah. like high-fiving every single person on her right. way. So She's weird. like, hi, here's a hug for you. Here's a I high know. five. I'm like, what, what, what is happening? What? I was like, can you focus, please? Yeah. Um, 
when they, she's at her mom's house and there's a birthday party for her grandma and her mom like can't ice the cake. Oh my god! Just, what? Like, how does her mom weird... not know how to like? I, I have you like, spread butter on a piece of bread before? I was like, what is? You just had to show why, why how much as a single parent she really just did not know how to cook. You had to really. That was. It didn't I've relate to anything can't else. Ice cakes like that. That's that's not what? out of the realm of normal. I've seen people who can't do it. But, like, I just didn't understand. Okay. It was just, there were, like, nine shots of this cake. That's true. I did enjoy the all the all old lady party, though. That was adorable. That was fun. That seemed like it was fun. I wanted to hear, I wanted to hear more of their stories. And just, like, how melodramatic. I mean, it was fun melodrama. When they're at the cabin and he's, like, I, you want me to, like, climb a, climb a tower with a shotgun because I love you so much? And it's like, that's weird. But she goes, oh, no, I wouldn't want you to do that. And starts kissing him sensually. I go, what is this? Y'all, I want to bring up my earlier point about, like, what is up with the kissing in so many movies? It's so bad. There was, the the kissing was a little intense on this. She's so bad. She's so bad in this. And I was just amused at how bad she was. Yes. Oh, and the, just how many uh, stunts that Ivan Sergei had to do by just the, the, Violent nature, he was, like, knocking into people as he was running through campus. Yeah. And then when he hits the car at the end and does, like, a flip over the car. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. kind of hot. Uh. <laughs> Did he? So, okay, so from the opening scene to now, like, I know, Ashley, I want to hear what you thought, too, but um, did he get, like, lip inject? Does he look physically different or does he look exactly the same? It's just a hair change. I think it's just a hair change. I would assume it's like a hair and makeup change. Um, okay. Because he he did seem less attractive at the beginning, right? It was a hair change, but they probably made him look a little more withdrawn or whatever. And now he did to be the like handsome, strong type type deal. He was very pale. Yes. Yeah. They had very is, pale sex. They're both very pale. Pale sex. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-mm-mm. Sounds like you're describing my sex life. I'm an extremely pale person. Let me some pale sex. <laughs> yeah, Ashley, what did you think? You, I mean, this you, is Ashley's. I'm sorry. Say, like, I'm Ashley, just imagining Graham going into Pornhub and being like, "I wonder what would come up if we entered in pale sex," <laughs> and then just all right. Let me get, let me do this right now. Hold on. No, I'm doing this live. <laughs> I can think of like some really weird shit that might come up. Pornhub. <laughs> Pale, pale sex. Is it just going to be... Pale porn videos. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm terrified. This is why we have an adult rating, because we swear... We don't albino shame, so, you know, live your life. It's, I mean, it is exactly what you think. It's people (laughs) who are pale. Just just pale people having sex. (laughs) Okay. This horror... Go ahead. I'm not gonna. I'm, this horny red fit redhead needs to. I'm not, <laughs> not, not finishing that <laughs> sentence. <laughs> yeah. Listen, so. we have adult listeners. You can go look okay. it up on your own time Ashley, on your own it computer. Is, they, all the videos do have redheaded ladies in them. Eli, don't listen to this part of the podcast. Oh my god, my algorithm's gonna be so messed <laughs> up now. Why do you hate redheads? I suggest we are beautiful. Okay. Women. Oh yes. Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Like. Gosh. I should put gay pale sex. Yes, you should have. Yeah, now you've got to correct it. So Okay, got it. There we go. Right. Okay. Um, so Mother May is like, what they do. 
Pornhub mother. Oh my god, I wonder if there are parodies. Mother may I sleep with danger. Yes, it was hot garbage, and I liked how absurd it was. Right? Yep. It was ridiculous. I knew it was going to be that every time it went to that next level. It was giving me exactly what I thought it was going to do. Like, if there were any times that it faltered, I was like, no, live into it. I was reading some of the reviews and things, and it was talking about Tori Spelling um, being like a camp queen or whatever. And I was like, wait, is this how I get camp? Do I get it? Is this is this the realm of camp? But I was like, but she seemed too earnest about it. She doesn't at this early on in her career, she doesn't seem like she's yeah. in on it. The, she's trying the here. 2016 version, I think she's fully owned like this was absurd, so yeah. let's go absurd. But yeah, I thought it was hilarious because I was watching it with Bob and he kept being like, Oh my god, why did Graham pick this? Why does Graham like this? And I was like, no, no, we haven't. We I know, haven't Nick did it. Okay, I hope you corrected that. I was like, babe, it's just trash. Same thing. But it was so funny because at one point he was like, okay, I'm going to turn on the, re- the light so I can read. And then he kept watching. <laughs> because it sucks you in. It's, it's oh, a yeah. car crash. And you can dick around on your phone, but you also just can't turn away. You know? Right. It said it was based on a book, right? Which makes sense. It seems like a very trashy beach novel. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the thing I was most disappointed with is that he didn't kill Jackson, the guy who was into Laurel. Oh, because yeah. I was like, oh, he's definitely going to kill him because he did this and he did that, and he just beat him up. You know, but I guess maybe that would be too close, right? It would be. I thought he assumed his identity at the end. No, because he called himself Preston. Oh, I was kind of yeah. hoping he was going to kill the mom. Hoping I mean, he attempted to. I know, but I, and I, I, I should re like that would have made it a different that would have made it a different level of movie that would have made it a trashy horror movie as opposed to a trashy yeah. lifetime movie. Yeah, NBC, NBC I'm made so, made me. for yes. TV, <laughs> of course. But yeah, it just it did all the things that it set yeah. out to do, and it did it at the exact budget. That I imagined it would. You know what the thing is, is like, it wasn't super low budget, right? So the thing that I always notice with really low budget films is that the sound is fucking terrible. And the sets aren't that good. These sets actually had a fair amount of detail. There is some relatively good sound design. I mean, honestly, the lighting in the one scene where it's just like the shafts of light coming through, like that takes skill to expose that properly and look good. Do I think this is a film? No. But it is in a very specific genre, and it fulfilled that very specific genre. So I felt satisfied at the end. There were some pieces that I wish would have come through. Like um, when he rides off on his motorcycle and he has a chain around the seat because that's how he would, you know, secure his motorcycle. I really thought he was going to like kill somebody or beat somebody up with the chain. And I don't know. There were some really ridiculous lines like he's a killer and he's got my daughter. Like, okay, Yeah. And uh, I don't know. There were there were some other things where when he was like. Nobody's ever gonna run your life again, ever. And I wrote, except me. Except for yes. me. Yeah. So, yeah. When you talk about the film, or excuse, 
the movie production. Uh, the one thing that was really annoying for me was the refusal to have a two camera, a three camera setup. Oh my god! They- <laughs> the t- when the camera just kept going back yeah. and forth and, and like, whipping, left, I'm like, right, what are left, you right. doing? Like, like, like during this high tense conversation, I'm like, okay, just get get another camera. It's okay. And or just like both. learn how to do different setups. Or that was probably intentional to show like the the erratic like how erratic they it were. Was at so See, I, I feel like good direct, filmmaking could have just done quicker cuts to raise the tension. I want to be like, was this early days of Steadicam, and they were trying to use that? Before I get to my question, uh-huh. yes, I want to read you my favorite IMDb trivia. Okay. That I've ever read in my entire oh, life. Oh, you've okay. ever read? Okay. During the early stages of filming. Tori's spelling was bitten quite severely by a tame pangolin being used in an adjacent production. In certain scenes, bruising from her rabies inoculations are clearly visible. Oh my god. A pangolin? What the fuck yeah, is what? a pangolin? It's, it, it looks, oh, you it's should... got the little scales. It's, it's, it's adorable. Like a, it's like a cute, yeah, they're endangered. Oh. It's is like it a, a mammal? Version... Is it a fish? Is it, I don't... It's a, Google it, babe. It's like a cute version of an armadillo. Okay, thank yeah. you. I mean, yeah. if people don't even know how to spell pangolin, how are they supposed to Google it? P-A- so that's my friend Paul, who's, a, who's like spearheading, saving the pangolins. Good job, Paul. Yeah, they're really adorable. Yeah, and they have like little scales. How random is that? It's very, very random. My question is this. Yes. I don't even know how I'm going to phrase this. So you are the, uh, the antagonist in this film. Okay. okay so we're... Kevin, you, a.k.a. Billy. You, not necessarily an antagonist, but you are the the titular character. What adjective is there to describe you? So mother may sleep with what? Oh. I have mine. Okay, so if Billy was danger, then what are we? What, are, what is Ashley and what is Katie? It doesn't have to be bad. Mine's not bad. All right, what's yours first? Mother may sleep with charm. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> right now I'm just like, mother may I sleep with distraction. Mother may I sleep well, with That's a good well, one, actually. Well, Ashley. Distraction's a very Ashley, fitting. that's you. Mother may I sleep with overwhelmed. <laughs> I like distraction. Yeah. I like distraction as well. I have yeah. no idea. The only two that are coming to mind are mother may I sleep with over or anally organized. Or uh, mm, <laughs> that would be an interesting porn. I think I've seen a Pornhub video <laughs> titled that. <laughs> oh, to our younger right. listeners, do not search for Pornhub. <laughs> do not. Oh God. <laughs> no. Uh, or yeah, or or let's like stretch too thin. Again. Again. Katie. Yes. Again. <laughs> Just Grant, quality get your out of the gutter. You're disgusting, Katie. <laughs> I just have Pornhub on the on the side every every episode we record anyway. If yeah. we were to put the three of us together as oh. one, it would be <gasps> Mother May I Sleep with a Goddamn Delight. Yes. Oh. And well, that'd be fun. That'd be a great I would even ask permission <laughs> <laughs> of some of your mother. Yes, but yes. with your sexual partners always. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so fun. I think, I mean, there's not really, not much more else to say about it. It, it just, was, like... It was enjoyable. It was enjoyable. It was absurd. Um, on IMDb, some of the, like, more like this is Unwed Father with Brian Austin Green. Um, 
the babysitter's seduction with somebody who <gasps> looks like a low rent. Um, what's her name? Who starred in Felicity? Carrie Thank Russell. you, Carrie Russell. Um, that is Carrie Russell. Oh my god, that is Carrie Russell. So a young Carrie and Russell. And they filmed that. Okay, this is so douchey for me to say. They filmed it at the club that I went to when I was younger in Jacksonville, Florida, nice. Epping Forest. <laughs> I would also like to note, because I was reading some of the IMDb trivia, the other one recommended is Death of a Cheerleader, which also stars Kelly Martin. And apparently Kelly Martin has been in separate films with Tori Spellin and Ivan Sergei, where she killed them or they killed whoever. And so like she literally put something out that was like, don't worry, I'm safe in this film, because she's not a part of it, because I was just no at the time, but like... Movies with death. And I like Kelly Martin. It was like I feel like there were so many of these where the like teen stars would star in these like really intense TV movies of the week in the nineties. Like where Zach, where like where um, Zach Morris, Mark Paul Gossler played like a mean abusive boyfriend in one of them. It seemed um, like it's like these types of films for these types of actors seem like they are both trying to break out of whatever wholesome imagery they're in, right? By doing something edgy and dangerous. But also sort of having um, like an after-school special feeling because there's a message with it, right? It felt like it could have been a very long episode of 90210, though. It felt like, you know, the the one of the teen characters starts dating the wrong person and nobody will listen to them and it gets out of hand. Like... It felt like it could have very easily been a 90210 episode. Yes. Oh, for sure. And yeah. this is why um, TV for children and teens is better these days. Somewhat? I don't know. I mean, this taught me lessons. It taught you so many lessons. Yeah. Like how lessons to look of good what not to do. A crop top. What not to do. <laughs> how to do aerobics on the quad. Yes. How Girl. to look good. Girl. But, I mean, yeah. And to not date um, any guy whose hand does the weird rubby thing when oh, he's getting like a was... murder. Uh, is this, okay, is some murder of us urge? have some of us have twitchy hands. Okay, murder and hands. I was like, Katie, how are you justifying murder this? hands? No, because I I have very twitchy hands. Like I will be sitting on the couch at, with Nick and we'll be watching a movie, and then he will either stop holding my hand or be like, "You're twitching. Why are you twitching?" I just can't. I can't help it. Sometimes I don't do you even have know murder I'm doing hands? it. Are you telling us you have murder hands? I do have murder hands. Every time no, I'm going to murder. I will not be visiting you. <laughs> what is that Devin Sawa movie where his hand? Oh, idle, idle hands. hands. Thank you. But yes, it's some people. It just you can't. You. I don't even know I'm doing it. And no, I, I know. I'm to this, uh, To my knowledge, knock on wood, have not killed anybody. We know. We're no. Well. We're pretty All sure right. you're not a murderer. As of uh, May 2022, yes. <laughs> Katie has not murdered it. As of today, yes. As of tomorrow, oh, who knows? Oh, shit. Watch out. But, Watch out. Anyone oh, no. your path Oh, no. Tomorrow. Look at the hands. They're going. Katie, oh, no. no. Oh, my God. How many fictional people have you murdered through your job, though? Maybe that's what oh, it comes lots. through. Okay. Yeah, many. Yeah. Murderer. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Tori, for... For bringing us this this delight, you've entertained. This, you've entertained. Think, okay, here, my question is: How many? So the three of us watched it. Um, how many people do you think in the past like year have watched Mother Man with Danger? Just the three of us. <laughs> Although we three hundred, like, there are some diehard yeah. Tory fans. There's some, yeah. There's and I some. wonder I mean, sure. if it. I wonder if there's like a small contingent of people who are such diehard Tory fans, and it's kind of like the room. And they have absurd showings, and like I mean, they, what would there's potential? For what that. would be the plastic spoons of this movie, right? Oh, 
Ooh. Good question. What would be the cake ice cake icing? Is it cake icing? Cake it might icing. be cake icing. I want it to be the little carrots that like because he oh, just like carrots. kept eating the carrots, right? Okay, but okay. Before we go on to our awards portion, I do just want to note the kissing was really fucking weird in this. Like it at least attempted to be very um, passionate, and it did tap into that like. Early 20s, I've just started, I haven't had sex for very long, and I'm chock full of hormones. But, like, when you watch their mouths come together, it's weird. And I want to know from actual actors and actresses, how uncomfortable is it to be making out in front of a crew of, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 people? Like, I just want to figure out how do people make it look more real? Obviously, there's editing and sound design that can make it look better, but, like, when you're just... When you're like mouth guppying someone else, I mean, I guess you could akin it to like just making out in public, like. Ah, and I've made out in public plenty and done a great job. I mean, I still do. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Um, so actually, I have a question. Speaking of the a kissing, there's there's a one mm. particular scene that uh, I can't tell if it was symbolism or not, and then I tried to interpret it in my own brain, and I'm sure I did it wrong. But uh, okay, so they're in the cabin. And uh, they start making out and start having sex, and they tip a bottle of wine over. And yeah. for some reason, and, and, like, the red wine is pouring everywhere. Like, if it were me and this was my situation, I would have at least stopped for the five seconds to pick the wine up because, you know, it's wine. Oh, for sure. But uh, they didn't They didn't pick it up. They just let the wine lay on the ground. And then the camera just, like, stayed on the wine for an inordinate amount of time. And it's all, like, seeping out. And, like, you know, going everywhere. And then, of course, they pan off to the fire and they have sex that you don't see off camera. So, yeah, I thought it was going to relate to, like, setting something on fire. But I was like, no, it'd have to be straight alcohol. Mm -hmm. And then it was red wine. Does it represent all the blood that he spilled in order to be with her? Maybe. Because I will tell you guys my interpretation and you're going to laugh. Okay. Is it breaking her hymen? Ew! Uh, it's close. Um, oh! <laughs> so, uh, earlier in the movie, there's like five seconds when when Billy comes and meets the mom for the first time, and he's listening in on a private conversation they're having about, like, the, the mom is asking if they've had sex yet, and Tori's like, no, no, you know, blah, 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 just ask about sex, and then it's just like, you know, oh, just be careful, just, you know, be smart. And so my interpretation of that was she has lost her head because she's still in the I love you Billy phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, is that like a symbolism for like insemination? Like the the wine spilling out everywhere and then she was going to get, you know, pregnant. And then like she tries to get away from him at the end and then she's like, oh no, I'm pregnant with this baby. Uh, like that's definitely where my brain went. So the 2016 version is about... Um, Laurel Lewison's daughter. Hey. So it might be like later on they interpreted that. So this is also why I want to watch the 2016 version. They're like not just because it's about vampires. I mean, also vampires. I I go back and forth on James Franco because I'm like I've heard so many stories about how much you are such a shit. But sometimes watching him on screen, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And I can't look away. Yeah, like he's his own kind of car wreck. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, you know what's really embarrassing is like for me, I very clearly know there are a limited number of books I can read in my life and I need to avoid reading things that suck. Like I am such a huge advocate for if you're not into a book, stop reading it. 
Mm-hmm. And then I just rewatch so much trash TV and movies, and I don't apply that same thing to my hey, life. Whatever brings you joy. Yeah, and watching right? and watching a TV or movie will take you an hour and a half, two hours. We're reading a whole book that you're not enjoying is going to take more than that. So, but yeah, if you want trash TV recommendations or movies, mm-hmm. um, that is that is apparently my identity on this pod. I've decided. So good. But Should then we, we can do? get into like in-depth analysis of it because <clears throat> guys, yeah. I went to film school. <laughs> Should we do if uh, if we'd watch it again before we go into the awards or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would watch it with the three with the three of you, <laughs> the two of you. Same. Same. Yes, I would watch it with y'all. I wish we had watched this back when I was still drinking and turned it into a drinking game. And I am more than willing to drink my fake wine while you guys can drink your beverage of choice and be the, not that we would really be going anywhere, but I would be our designated driver if we needed to. Yeah, love that. We'd be going to friendship land. Yeah. So Bachelorette party idea. Let's subject all the other people who are invited to this terrible Um, (laughs) Not the worst. Probably wouldn't be a good activity. (laughs) Well, that is our last film for season three. But we're not done yet. Nope. We are not done yet. Y'all, we last last season we ended with the first annual Let Me Introduce You Awards. And we are continuing that tradition where we pick um, from several different categories our three of our personal favorites in what we've covered this season. So we tried to pick films that we did not pick originally, but we didn't have as many films to pick from. <laughs> It, it was really the last good time this films year. to pick. From. Yeah, yes. There was it was a, well. There were some really good ones this morning. But um, we will go through the categories and then end with our ultimate award, named with named after Tori Spelling. So I always like to start with supporting. Okay, I'm just, okay. Okay. So the award did we get the what we call them the Lemmys. The Lemmy Awards. Lemmys. The Lemmys. Lemmys. Lemmys Awards. Yes. I thought you were saying Lemmy like. The um the guy from oh my god Bob's gonna from Motorhead yes thank you from Motorhead which Bob often cuts a lemmy like he'll have a full beard and then he just cuts the chin out but it doesn't surprise just kidding why would I know who that I know is? it's the L M I wise I go like Lenny and like Lenny and Squiggy yeah. um the Lemmy Award for Best Supporting Actress season three we'll start season three mm-hmm. Katie who. Mm. Is the winner. I mean, best supporting actress, this is a no brainer. It was Joan Cusack from Working Girl. Yes. Ugh. I was like, Joan Cusack and that eye makeup. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Joan Cusack. Sometimes I dance around my room look like Madonna. Doesn't make me it. Doesn't make me. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get you anything? <laughs> yes. Wonderful. Ashley. Choice. Yes. No, I agree. Love it. Joan Cusack. Yes. Oh, great. I also. Lovely. Mine is. Call Kathleen Nesbitt from An Affair to Remember. Oh, that's a you. good. That's a good one. Very touched by that performance. That was very good. Moving on, the award for Best Supporting Actor is Ashley. Far and away, Val Kilmer, please, in Tombstone as Doc Holliday. Okay. Okay. Loved him. Mm-hmm. He was fucking okay. phenomenal in that. Okay. Controversial, in my opinion. Katie? Uh, so I was trying not to pick my own movie, so I also had Val Kilmer. But yes. if I'm trying not to pick my own movie, uh, then I would say Jeff Goldblum from Nine Months. 
Oh, oh yeah. Surprise. Yeah, he made me in fact we wind up quoting him a lot in the house from from that movie for no reason. <laughs> so um yes, I, I, I thought he was delightful. Um amazing. Mine is Adrian Samad, Grease Two. Yes. Oh god. I love it. <laughs> oh no, no. Love the it. Love it. No. The love best. It. Yeah. Um, Katie, you're wrong. So before we get to actor and actress, best screenplay. Um, I'll go first, mm-hmm. and I'm picking one that I've seen that it's actually mine. I mean, I hope Kevin you've Ward's seen screen. it because we are all supposed to watch all these movies this season. Oh, yeah. I, but one that I picked. <laughs> mine is Kevin Ward for Working Girl, a perfect script. Okay. You know what? It was really good. You know yeah. It was, it was really good. Katie, what'd you Katie? pick? I had a really hard time with with this one because as as much as I love the stories in some of them there was not one that I was like this is a really tight story from start to finish so yeah I was between what are you talking about mother may I sleep at the danger was a tight 90 minutes very very tight (laughs) I I it was either uh Paddington 2 because of just how how things were like doing multiple storylines and they didn't go into anything. Nothing was cruel. Everything was wonderful. It was engaging. So it was either Paddington 2 or Amadeus, but I was trying not to pick my own. So mm. those those were my two. Okay. Ashley. I don't like what I chose anymore. Um, <laughs> I had picked Tombstone just because I liked all of Doc Holliday's lines, but when I think about it overall, like it was a little long. And then I did pick unfair to remember because it's just it's just the classic yeah. delight delight but yeah i will say um i did these while right before we started recording so i clearly put a lot of time and thought into it um God. we forgot to pick best cinematography though oh shit which oh, clearly, i think we can clearly mother may i sleep with danger <laughs> i was gonna say i think we can all agree that like visually the best film was paddington too Oh, beautiful. It yeah. was gorgeous. Gorgeous. Runner-up is Amadeus. Yes, because because they filmed just using available light, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well done. Best, we always end with best actress. Best actor. Uh, I chose Tom Hulse from Amadeus because the, Acad- the Academy <laughs> robbed him anyway, and he was brilliant. So, yeah. Delicious. What about you, Graham? This is hard. Mm-hmm. Because obviously I wanted to pick Paddington, um, and I was trying to like I was trying to pick one that like was in a movie. The only option really that I could pick of movie I hadn't seen was um, James Franciscus from Beneath the Planet of the Apes. But I can't normally <laughs> pick that. No, I can't. Pick no, that. that's so okay. I I'm going with, and he already has the award. Is F. Murray Abraham and Am- mm. on the dance? I think he's sensational mm. in that movie. He was very good. So I foolishly brought this up before we started recording, and this was controversial. I said Tony Todd. And Graham was saying that the only starring role in Candyman was, um, what's her name? Who I can't remember. Victoria Madsen. Thank you. I, I, the more... I almost said Victoria Beckham. <laughs> no, Virginia. Virginia Madsen. Virginia Madsen. Virginia. Yes. Yeah. Now, uh, Ashley, uh, I disagree with Graham. I think that... He's the you know. name of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the, the title character. Even though his role was small, but he was powerful. It's Tony Mother and Todd. Yeah. Also, all those bees out okay. of his mouth, that's some real acting right there. I'll let it slide, even though I'm right. He was smart <laughs> enough to negotiate $1,000 per bee sting. 
That is good acting and business acumen. Agreed. I'd have been like, mm, like that to make them buy. <laughs> no, you would not. No, no I would. I'm, like, I'm allergic. Um, best actress. It's fucking Melanie Griffith. Duh. Oh, I agree. Melanie Griffith. Working girl. Working girl. Brilliant. She's brilliant. Amazing performance. Amazing film. Everything. Jumping between those accents. Ugh. Seeming coy, but known. Trask radio. Trask radio. Yes. Katie. So my... My choice then will be controversial and you'll both hate it. <gasps> I chose Faye Dunaway from Mommy Dearest. You know what? I kind of wanted to. She was so much fun to watch. I mean, she would be mad at, she would be mad that you've recognized, you've, you've acknowledged the film. Yes. <laughs> I know. I mean, she definitely, of every film we watched, did the most acting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is tough because we so just watched I will a give that to spelling her. movie, so. I will give that to you. Yeah. The most acting. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, two more categories. Best director. This one's hard. What? I'm surprised what to hear you what? say that. This is the one I struggled with the most, and it's, um, I think it's because I had to think more analytically about it, and I was like, I, I don't have time. We're about to start recording. So I would like to hear what uh, both of you have to say first. This is what I do in class when I don't do the assignment. I let other people <laughs> talk, and then I make comments Smart. on their comments. Of course. I pick Paul King, Paddington 2. Nice. Okay. I picked Jim Hansen from Labyrinth. <gasps> Jim. Even though you didn't like the Even movie? Even though I did not like the movie, I understand that there was a lot that had to go into it. <sighs> Katie, that's good. Yeah. We love a good John Henson vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I love Jeremiah Henson. <laughs> Jeremiah. Uh, he's the best. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, I picked this person because I thought you two would be mad at me if I didn't. I was like, what's the most filmic? Um, Milos Forman for Amadeus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yay. Of course. Amazing. Best picture. If we don't all say the same thing, this is totally dumb. What? Mine was technically a tie, but like one edged it out okay, a little bit. Okay, so Ashley, what's Ashley, the tie? Ashley, go first. Obviously. Paddington 2, and Labyrinth. Oh, amazing. Katie? Paddington 2. Oh, mine's, mine's still working, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yay, which transition? <gasps> oh my god, to... none of us said... <gasps> what? None of us said Hugh Grant, and he said that was his best work. I thought oh about gosh. it. I thought about it for... Supporting, supporting. actor. But yeah. I liked I liked my choices, so I also love Adrian's med. Um, He's gonna be a tie then. <laughs> Val Kilmer did steal my heart, but Hugh Grant. You know what? Hugh Grant did a lot of really great acting. Yeah, he did great. I mean, he's amazing. Yeah. So our final award is the Tory Spelling Achievement Award, which is the the <laughs> character person that has become our um, inadvertent theme throughout. This season. So, Tori Spelling unexpectedly became a big talking point our first two seasons. So, that's why she won the first award. But obviously, as he's been mentioned in almost every episode yes. that we've done, including the episode focused on his wonderful film, the Tori Spelling Achievement Award goes to <laughs> Paddington. Paddington yes, does. Every episode. You liked it, I Katie. did like it, yes. I love listening to the nine months episode where we first talk about him, <laughs> and you all were like, oh, give me a break. We really did. We did give you a lot of shit. That's very true, yes. Which, 
And Katie has remind let us know that in the new Nicolas Cage movie. Yes. What's it called? Uh, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent, I think. Yeah. There is a incredible Paddington 2 joke. Yes. And that is that you can actually see on YouTube now. I think the clip's on YouTube. Um, just anyone who ever feels the need for some joy in their life, don't just watch it. No. Yes. Just watch it. And we are so grateful for the lessons that Paddington has taught us. We really are. I'm definitely going to go as for, as if him for Halloween this year in some way. I think that would be adorable. Do you and yeah. Brandon do couples costumes? He refuses. No, Nick <gasps> refuses too. You should say, let's do a couples costume, but then base it on baby daddy and see if he'll do it. The ABC family yeah, show, that show that he and I only over. you and Brandon watched. <laughs> um, Taj Mowry was in it. A lot more people watched it. Okay. T and Tamara's brother. Yeah. Um, I don't think that's going to go, Ashley. I'm going to just probably say no to that. (laughs) Bob and I have been trying to do a couple's costume for several years um, because we affectionately refer to each other as nerd and dork. And when I was a kid, my dad said, you know, dork means whale penis. That's true. And so our couple's costume was going to be two emojis and one of us would go as the whale bob and i would dress up as an eggplant and together we would be whale penis my dear god just a couple of doors exactly (laughs) exactly folks we're coming to the end of this season i can't believe it can't believe it it's been a really it's been a really good season it's been a good collection of episodes i think we're I think we're getting better and better. I do too. <laughs> it's been a goddamn delight. It's been a goddamn delight. We are so grateful for those of you that have tuned in every other week. Um, it's been so fun to hear your your thoughts and opinions about our episodes and, and shared them the laughs with us throughout. So we're gonna miss we're gonna miss this. Yeah. I mean we, we take breaks usually around this time anyway. Um, yeah. But uh, but yes, please be on the lookout for for random drops either through the summer or through the fall. Um, we uh, but we we will be back. But yes, this might be an extended hiatus for us at some point. Yes. At some point. Listen, I've got a wedding to plan. Graham's got a wedding to plan. I've got graduate school to get through. I don't know what the fuck Katie does with her free time. So like, do whatever you're gonna do, girl. Kick yeah. your feet up. But you know. I'm just kidding. Katie works like nobody's business. She needs a rest. Katie is very. She does all her editing. <laughs> My feet will be up because I'm dead on the floor. Yeah. So. Best editor goes to Katie Kubert. Yeah. Oh. Thank you. We should we give each other awards? I didn't plan ahead. Sure. Okay. Mine would be most distracted. I basically just wanted you to give me. Obviously. Oh no shit, Graham! <laughs> I basically just give me a goddamn compliment. Um. <laughs> it's like when I invented the game. The best thing about Graham. Graham, I'd say you're the most prepared because you, you really. I think you are. No, 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 no. Because you always have like your your talking points, but then you also have like ways to engage Ashley and I in mm-hmm. in the episode, mm-hmm. and um, it's always like fun. It's never like too analytical. So I would say Graham is is the uh, best prepared for the podcast. Yeah, I would I'm sorry, agree. I can't give that a word to you. Katie gives the most prepared summaries, of course. Oh my god. Um, and they're. Wonderful. But yes, Thank overall, you. you are definitely the most prepared. Yes. Katie is the best 
analyst. <laughs> the best analyst Wait, analyze, of, of like movies? Analyze, best film analysis. Assist. The best analyst. Okay. <laughs> Wait, so if Katie's the best editor and the best analyst and Graham is the most prepared and fishes for the most compliments. Um, yes. <laughs> So now we've you each have two, and one of mine is obviously most distracted. What's my other um, thing? Best bold lip. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You always you always are very facially prepared for this. Oh my god. I mm-hmm. try to be. Otherwise, I look translucent, and you wouldn't be able to tell where my mouth is. You would just be like, "How is it?" Unlike the pale sex videos on Pornhub that Graham looked up. <laughs> Okay, I way to wrap well, it up. I, wrap it up with yeah, the pale. Wrap it up with pale. Sex. And when you have sex, wrap it up. <laughs> Whatever you're using, there are so many different ways to wrap or, up any of the know, sex organs. Prep, it's fine. Yeah. So, um, as always, keep following us on the Instagrams at at Let Me Intro You Pod and Twitter at Let Me Intro You. Yep, and look out for announcements of potential special episodes, or if you have an idea, or if you want to like say, hey. If one of you is available, and I, we can just do an episode together, and we'll do like surprise episodes. Or something yeah, like that. I don't know. We can definitely look into that. Rate us on like subscribe. On Apple. Rate. Uh, yeah, like we have a new review. <gasps> we do. Shout out to Annalise who gave us a five star review Thank you, and a Annalise. lovely write up on Apple iTunes. Thank you. Not iTunes podcast. Thank you. Keep those five stars coming, um, and we will see you on the flip side, y'all. See you. And thank you so much again for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, we're going to sing, right? No. Oh, my God. Ashley is so sexy. Thank you. Give <laughs> okay. a deep voice. Okay, bye. 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 Let Me Introduce You is a podcast hosted by Graham Veth, Katie Kubert, and Ashley Crone. Music by Kevin McLeod. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. Make sure to follow the Let Me Introduce You podcast on Instagram at Let Me Intro You Pod and on Twitter at Let Me Intro You.